Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Remember, when you're ordering from BTOsports.com, type in the word Steve. Save yourself huge money. Thank you for your support of this podcast show. And I couldn't have done it without my two best friends, my two best friends on the line with me, uh, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And the 2125 West vice champion, David Pingree. Ping, what's up? Vice champion. Just things <laughs> still a little bit, Steve. Well, but- hey, I never got second. Uh, in a Supercross series, Wygant, did you? No, I didn't even get third. Yeah, so suck it. That's good. I am decisively the best rider on this conversation right now. Yes, without a doubt. Take it. And I'm second. And I'm second. <laughs> uh, That's still top three. That's all right. I'm all right with that. <laughs> you podiumed, Weege. Don't even worry about it. Uh, You're spraying champagne. Ping, we, uh, we had JT on the last couple of podcasts. Hopefully... Um, you're okay with that, and you're not hurt and crying at night, but we're welcome back. Thanks. Good to be back. Hey. Well, it's good to have JT in there. He's He's got some good insight. He's at the races, so yeah. he's probably got uh, and, in and, the race. Now. And he's actually in the race and going slow enough that he can look around and see what's going on in his race. Yeah, he is uh, kind of like what I where I was my last season of racing a, a mobile spectator is what I got called. <laughs> you, uh, so. yeah, I think at this point JT is counting down the motos. Maybe not. Maybe not. He says he's still trying, but I don't know. Uh, well, Ping, how was Mammoth? We saw the Racer X updates and stuff. You were up there. Yeah, Mammoth was good. You know, it's always fun to go up there. The just the whole vibe up there, the mountain itself. I mean, the race is great. The track's fun. Um, I, I actually have more fun up on the mountain bike park and just, you know, hanging out with friends, going to dinner. I don't know. I, yeah. I, the racing thing is, is awesome, but it's everything else that goes with it that makes Mammoth so cool. What'd you ride? A KTM? Yeah, I did. Um, I did. Yep. A 2013 KTM 450. Oh. It worked well. I mean, for a bone stalker, mm-hmm. it worked great. You know, obviously I wish... Would have had a little more time getting the suspension dialed as I came down the big downhill every lap, but <laughs> right. So, so you that did, track gets really rough. So. You did not feel like Ryan Dungey out there. It, it, uh, you know, stock suspension on any bike, right, is not ideal because it's not set up for you. So, right. Um. Well, hey, let's. Uh, no race last weekend. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. There was no national, and um, there so, was a national, just not an American one. Yeah. Well, yeah, up in Canada. No. Yeah. Wow, that was a weekend before. But America putting down the domination anyway. Oh, it's over up there. Teddy Mayer, Matt Gerke, Bobby Canari, it's over. 
Those guys are yeah. those guys are kicking ass. First time since 2007 that we'll most likely have a Can- American champion up there. So, Ooh, who is that? Dubok? Uh, Bobby, uh, uh, Paul Carpenter. I'm kidding. No, Dubok was 2000. Yeah. It wasn't that long mm-hmm. ago. Um, no. Anyways, uh, so we thought we maybe do a silly season um, podcast, and then we're halfway through the nationals, just about, and uh, let's look at who's going where, what's going on. And I can speak, I can tell you guys, and, I'm, and you guys probably get the same idea. My Twitter, my email, people love this shit. They love the the speculating and who's going where and who made a smart decision. I know it drives the teams and riders nuts that us three idiots and others talk about it. But to me, the fans' interest is is uh, is crazy high about this stuff. Do you find that, Wygant? Yeah, it's kind of a sad thing about all sports where – I once heard a basketball coach say, people get obsessed with youth in players, but they forget that young players actually have to be good. Like, being young isn't enough. But people get more pumped on the potential of how Mm -hmm. great things could be than they are with the reality of how things are. And pretty much at this point of every season, we start the year off thinking that we're going to see the greatest, most unbelievable battle of all time. It never pans out quite that way. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to struggle. And then we say, well, next year is going to be good. And then you start thinking about next year, which also includes what team the people are going to be on. So I think as a fan, you cannot resist the pull of the potential of how good the future could be, especially when it's up against the reality of today, which is, has to unfortunately fight with actual reality. So, yeah, people get yeah. more excited about next year than the year we're in every year. Yeah, and, you know, we in, just, defense, in defense of the hype, though, 2011 actually lived up to it. Right, and I think especially right now, that's where a lot of people are excited about 2013 because 2012 has sucked so badly. You know what I mean? So many guys out. It's just, I mean, really, that 450 glass right now. It's like you get a couple laps into the motor and you're out. Am I right? I feel like when we get to those good seasons, like we had last year, and, and maybe we'll have again next year, that it's not embraced enough. We should know enough now to know it doesn't come around all the time. You cannot count on it. Mm -hmm. It needs to be like you need to live in the moment a little bit and be like, man, this year is good. We might never have it this year this good again. But I don't think people think that way. Yeah. um, Yeah. You know, we just had the – and neither you two will care, as as will 90% of this audience won't care, but the NHL free agency market just opened up. And basically, it's players whose contracts have expired. It was a whole day up in Canada. You know, the, the, the networks covered it nonstop. Everybody who signed, even if they were shitty, even if they were been, had some bad years, they pick it up and everybody goes, that's a great signing. That's, that's going to improve this club so much. And you think, well, yeah, but that guy hasn't been relevant for four years. And I know it's hockey, but it's, it's the same in motocross. Uh, the excitement of what could be when you move to a new team, um, you know, is, is a big deal. So, um, yeah, I just think, I just think that I just, people forget. And it's like you said, they look forward to the future and you don't realize that sometimes when you're buying a loaf of bread, it really is just a loaf of bread and not a huge pepperoni pizza. It's just a loaf of bread. So, uh, enough about food. So anyways, the, the silly season stuff, uh, I guess, first of all, the latest thing that happened, Ping, you you put this on Twitter the other day, uh, David Millsap's going to Rockstar Suzuki. Not Brett Metcalf's team, not James Stewart's team, everybody, but the Lights team. They're going uh, into into racing 2013 with a 450? Yeah, 
I got about a million tweets. All oh, right, you know, Millsaps is staying with Stewie. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, I got, so, I got him too. I should have specified. I wish Twitter had more. No, you did specify. It's Rockstar Suzuki. Well, I kind of did, right? And I said, good to see them jumping into the 450 class. I thought that was enough of a key that people would pick that up. But, yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, I got this from a, a really good source that, uh, and two people actually. Mm-hmm. So I can't see that it's not accurate, at least to some degree. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a surprise, really. I mean, I, I, you know, Gowan pretty well. I had no idea they were even well. Mean. Looking to get into the 40 class, I mean, I, I know that, from what I understand, Rockstar is pulling their money from the Star Yamaha team next year, and so maybe this is where they're going to focus their dollars is on this team and having it be a well-rounded team, 250, 450, east-west, everything. Well, why can't, um, you know, you were, you're close with the JGR guys, and, and I really thought he was just going to go back there. He's ridden good there. Um, the guys knew they, the JGR guys, and talking to them, they knew he deserved a raise. Uh, they got him a little cheap last year. They they thought he deserved multi years, but they were scared of that. But I really thought he was going back. But I guess he's not, huh? Why again? Yeah, um, I don't want to say that I already went there and they said that. I don't want to say that because I'm probably not allowed to say that. Right? But, like JT. Um, so JT's I don't, I don't written... <laughs> want to say that I went there and they already know that he's going to Rockstar Suzuki. Would that I be don't a, want to say that? Would that be a lot like JT telling us he's ridden a factory Honda? He may or may not have been ridden a factory Honda. <laughs> Yeah, he knows the bike is really good. He doesn't want to say he's actually ridden it ever. But he knows the he bike knows is good. He knows the bike is really good. Trust yeah. me, I know it's good. <laughs> I'm not saying I wrote it. Right. Uh, <laughs> so same kind of deal. Um, so, yeah, it, it is surprising. And why can't we talk to Gowan at Bud's Creek? After I got done pitching rollerball as a riding coach, mm. we spoke about his team. He never mentioned a 450, did he? No, he must be pumped that we walked away from that conversation. Two idiots, like you like to say. We grilled him on everything we could think of, and the, probably the main thing he was working on, we had not a whiff of it. Yeah. And, man, he must have been very proud of that. Because, yeah, um, what we were wondering is, I had heard rumors for that team, um, Pro Circuit, which we'll get to, is under some pressure right now because a lot of the other teams have snapped up a lot of the young talent, Geico and, and KTM. Mm-hmm. And a logical place to go is look at maybe that Suzuki team, which has um, – well, I thought the rising star over there was Jason Anderson, but apparently there's another rising star over there that we'll get to. So we talked to Gowan to make sure, is Anderson locked up? Could he potentially go to Mitch's? And mm-hmm. he said, yeah, we just locked him up. We're looking at this guy. We're looking at that guy. No mention of a 450 Wharton, program. Wharton's locked up, too. Yeah. Wharton's locked up. Wharton yeah. and from Anderson what I've heard, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, I think this is a, a rock star move to want to be in the 450 class. And if the rock star Suzuki team wants to keep rock star, which obviously they do, yeah. You got to do what you got to do, but this leaves potentially three Suzuki 450 teams now. Are you surprised that it, was it just a money move? What what what's Davey's motivation? Do, we, do you, what do you think, Ping? Do you think it was just money um, getting away from Yamaha? The bike I, again. This is complete speculation. Right. I didn't hear this or know this, but here's what I would say. I would say that the JGR guys are looking, going, okay. He got second. He did a great job for us this year, but. Looking at 2013, if you have a healthy field, Davey's getting seventh. I mean, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of where he's going to be, seventh to tenth. That's what I would say, with a completely healthy field. And I, and I know that's always a stretch, but you've got to kind of start there, right? So he's coming in going, hey, I just got second in the series. I am a badass. Here's how much money I need to make. 
and they're going, well, you know, do we pay that much money to a guy who likely, historically, is going to be here? You know? And I think they just couldn't find something that met up. And maybe, you know, obviously he's probably shopping around. He's got that second place in the series thing going for him, and the, the um, it worked out. Um, I'm I'm surprised that Rockstar's leaving that Star Valley team. I mean, that thing was so well run and everything, and so like so on it. That's really surprising. Um, the results have been good over there. I think um, I, I did. You know, Millsap came to the ranks on Suzuki, so I thought there might be a connection there. You know, mm-hmm. riders will always go; they'll grasp for anything they can come up with. Um, so many guys come up with Team Green, so whenever they end up on a Kawasaki team, they're like, I grew up on Kawasaki. This is going to be great. But um, nothing I've heard from Millsaps indicates that. I don't think he ever – I don't think he really – I don't think there's anyone at Suzuki right. left, Weege. <laughs> yeah. I think all the Pat, people he grew up think... with. Pat Alexander. Right. Yeah, and, Pat and um, maybe the janitor. I... <laughs> the janitor. Right. And I don't think the bike – Millsaps seems to be the only one that didn't really have a problem with – JGR or the Yamaha, whichever combination of that. So I don't. I think it was a move to get a two-year deal and, and some money. I don't think it was a bike uh, deal. I, I'm scared, Wygant, for your buddies down there in North Carolina, Coy Gibbs, Jeremy Albrecht. Yeah. I'm wondering yeah. what they're going to do. The, the Yamaha, and I've been a critic of it, it's not that bad, but I, the perception is you do not want to ride that thing. And uh, – I don't know who they're going to get. I know they're talking to Dean Wilson. Wilson is out there. I, I spoke with Wilson's agent yesterday, and he told me we're definitely going 450s, no doubt. And I've been a proponent of why not go back to Mitch's team? You're going to get bajillions of dollars either way, and you haven't won a Supercross title yet, and, and you know, you're, you're outdoor. You didn't get a chance to defend your outdoor, so go back to Pro Circuit. Well, Dean just doesn't want to do it. He's going 450, and JGR is one of the teams. Um, Ping, do you think they can land him? Or, or do you think guys? Know. Do you think guys are just running away from that thing like it's on fire, like it's got herpes? You know, it's got herpes a little bit, and the problem with that thing is just trying to push that last little bit. You know, even talking to I don't want to blow names out, but a guy who's doing pretty well on it right now, he talked to me. He's like, "Man, you know, you just push that little. You know, because you can ride around at ninety percent, but as soon as you start to really push the pace, like the opening laps or something." Yeah, it's just you never know what it's going to do. That's mm-hmm. sort of the right. standard response. And it's the same thing I felt riding it, too. It's just there's a little bit of unpredictability where you can't get confident in the bike. And that's terrible, right? right? So the problem that some of these teams have, and, and I think H&H is kind of in the same boat, is with these car manufacturer sponsors, they're very limited to what brands they can use. So really, they can only go to KTM, right, down there at JGR because they've got the Toyota sponsor. Well, no, they were going to go to Suzuki. They were deep in talks with Suzuki, and Toyota had no problem with that. Uh, they ended really? up going three – yeah, they went three years – and Weege, maybe you can back me up, but they went three years with Yamaha, but they almost – they were talking to Suzuki, and it was definitely deep in talks. I think um, uh, JGR's whole thing is to not pen themselves in somewhere down the road. They're trying to think as long-term as possible – Suzuki, I think, is okay with the Toyota connection, you know, the sponsorship thing I think they're okay with. I think JGR's fear was this. Suzuki was on pretty shaky ground at the time, so if they burn their bridge with Yamaha to go to Suzuki, then they're done with the Yamaha forever. Then let's say Suzuki pulls their support, which a year ago at this time, no one knew what was going on with Suzuki. It wasn't the most stable foundation. So let's say they burn the bridge with Yamaha. Suzuki can't do anything. Now they're stuck with 
uh, Honda, which is a no-go, definitely with Toyota. Now you're down to two manufacturers in the whole industry. KTM's always quite a wild card. Um, they're in and out all the time. And Kawasaki has plenty of other teams. So I think if you look at all those numbers, it does get scary to burn the connection with Yamaha. So I think they could go to Suzuki, but it better be rock solid, like we're going to be with them for 10 years, or right. else they're in big trouble. Well, uh, you know, I was speaking to um, Brayton at Vegas, and he said that Honda wanted him back, and they indicated that. But as of now, no contract. We know Kennard and Barsha are there. Could you see Brayton going back there, Wygant, to JGR? Yeah, they like him, and I think he liked him, but it just doesn't seem like that type of thing ever happens. I mean, Pink, can you think of an example of that? Where I mean, guys come back after a long time. Yeah, Larry Ward went back. One year and come back? It just yeah. doesn't seem and that's ever the happen. same guy I was thinking was Larry Ward. I'm like, he's the only dude I've ever seen that, like, they had multiple stints with manufacturers, but it doesn't usually happen, you know. But but normally you kind of leave with a sour taste in your mouth. I think I think those guys, I think even Jeremy, as sad as he was to see um, him leave, was happy that he got that opportunity, maybe. So maybe mm-hmm. if they're in a pinch and they need a rider, he'd be a good. He'd still be a good fit. I mean, I could see it happening. Um, short. I think the problem is is that potential thing we talked about on the top of the show. It's like if a rider and team get back together, they all say, "Well, we already know what we're going to get out of this." Where they think if they go somewhere new, all of a sudden it's going to you know change their life completely, which is not realistic. But that seems to be what people think. I spoke with uh, uh, Short's going back to his team. Weimer's gone resigned with Cowie. And uh, those guys are all set. I spoke with, uh, and Wilson's talking to KTM, talking to, I think, Hart and Huntington. Um, they're going to, Hart and Huntington's going to be on Suzuki's from what we know. I spoke with RV yesterday. He's still not signed. I spoke with Larry Brooks. Uh, he sounds like, he sounds like he's out of that running. So, he's, oh. I mean, it, R- RV's going to go back to Cali, right, Ping? I mean, that, that's got to happen. Uh, I think so. Uh, I know that there definitely was some interest there. I don't know at what level or with which Honda team, but um, I just can't see him leaving there. He's, yeah. he's so comfortable in that bike, and I don't know. I really don't see it happening, but crazier things have happened, too. I, I, I think he'll stay at Cali. If you're Dean Wilson, Pingree, first of all, you have a Scottish accent. Do Do, do the accent. Talk I about. have that in my bag, but... I know. Pull it out. Pull it out. Well, hold on. You just can't... Let it happen just organically here in a little while. Okay. If you're Dean Wilson, David Pingree, you have KTM, talking to KTM, talking to JGR, H&H wants you. What do you do? Where do you go if you're Dean Wilson? I think it's a wee bit of Roger Custer. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Gotta, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you'd have to you'd have to really look into the details. What's H and H's deal? Is it just is it pro circuit Suzuki's? Is it are they getting some factory help? Is there supposed to be a factory bike? It, it, yeah. If you go to KTM, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty solid crew over there. Dungey's making that bike look pretty good. But don't you want to be? If you're Dean Wilson, and I don't know this for sure, Dean's a good guy, good friend of mine, but don't you want to be, he's the hottest, one of the hottest properties, let's say, don't you want to be the guy at a team, and, and if you go to KTM, you're not the guy? 
You know how yeah, you know how this yeah, works. Yeah, but your rookie season, it's almost nice to take some of that pressure off. I would think. Okay. Wouldn't you think? Because he's if he went to KTM, let's say, I don't think there's any pressure on him to go out and win a championship right away. I think that's all on Dungey. He's their he's their guy. So Dean can kind of figure the class out, you know, throwing some good solid results, and then learn from Ryan. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, to me, it made more sense for him to go to Reed's team. Those guys are buddies. I know Reed wants to expand. Who's on his team? Right. He's on a Honda, which is a proven bike. I mean, even though Dungey's doing great over there, there still would have to be some hesitant a little bit, right? I mean, just. Um, yeah, I would, think so. I would think so. You know, in talking to Chad, it sounds like I don't, I don't know for sure, but there's not a lot of talk of title sponsors. And I know he said I need a title to get a rider, and I need a, a rider to get another factory bike. And it's kind of all these pieces have to fall into place. And you know, we're we're in July now, and I don't hear anything putting into place. You know, so I, I a little bit of that teammate for Chad talk has has died down a little bit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Michael Byrne there on a Pro Circuit Honda next year. What? Yeah. Just another production bike, you know, Pro Circuit bike. Burner's probably going to need a home. I could see that happening. What is um, the difference for Reed to try to do that now, where the first two years he's like, yeah, I don't really have an interest in having a teammate unless it's a guy that's going to win races. Um, that's why even when the Townley thing went sour, yeah. sorry, Ping, he's like, well, unless I can get a guy that's of Townley's potential, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. So why would he change that now? Because it's Burner. Burner's going to need something, you know? That's why, I think. Right. I don't know. That's just, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, but looks like Butler Brothers is going KTM, by the way. That's pretty much done. So, And they're, they're trying to get Matt Gerke, but so is the Canadian team. And there's a huge battle going on behind the scenes for Matt Gerke's services, which are words I never thought I would ever say. <laughs> um, the, Good point. Uh, so we got Metcalf's going to need a ride, and poor Metty breaking his leg. Ping, you were there splinting it out of some, you know, splinting it uh, from a set of handlebars I heard and duct taping it and, <laughs> you know, calling and you know, yelling out stat and, and things like I, that. I was not yelling out Rigger's lactate stat. We're losing him, man. We're losing him. I was, I was uh, just pulling in doing intro for the entire intro, and I hear somebody go by frantically. That calf crashed. He's laying unconscious on the tracks. He's hysterical. So I go riding over there, and he's not unconscious. He was never unconscious. <laughs> yeah. But he was like, yeah, dude, my legs broke. My arms broke. Yeah, <laughs> he knew right away. Right. And uh, so the funny thing is the station that I work for, with San Bernardino County is literally right down the road, and my crew comes rolling in, my captain, everybody. So I'm like, hey, hey, guys. The fire department came out? Yeah, that's what happens. Why? He broke his leg. Someone called 911. When you call 911, fire oh, department shows up. Someone called 911. Okay. Who the hell would call 911? I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's the same in Vegas. If you had a heart attack, the fire department shows up. There's a medic on every engine. No, I just wonder who would call 911. No, absolutely, you're right. I just wonder who would call 911 for Brett Metcalf's crash. You know? That's who all. are you going to call? Call a hospital? And, hey, Ghostbusters? Come send somebody out here to get this guy. Uh, I don't know. No, you call 911, it dispatches an ambulance and a fire engine. My dad used to... first because they're, you know... 
My dad used to uh, get there sooner. So they, I, they do the initial assessment, packaging, and then the ambulance takes them to the hospital. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for btosports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex feel gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. I never got an ambulance ride ever when I crashed, and I've needed one a few times, and my dad always put me in the van and drove me because it was never life-threatening, and who wants to hold up the day with the ambulance leaving? He did it for the good of the sport. Really? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, wow. So Metcalf's going to need a ride. Well, plus, it was Canadian socialized medicine, so you probably, the ambulance had to make multiple stops on the way to the hospital <laughs> to pick up other people. Picked, picked up a bunch of people. Um, kind of like a bus, and then you, no? Hey, talk about, and you know, I, I, not to get off topic here, but I was talking to my lovely mom, Debbie, yesterday, and she has bronchitis, and she needs to get some uh, um, antibiotics, and her regular doctor... To go to her regular doctor for this bronchitis she has, it's a month wait. A month. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, no. I'm, l- listen, I'm fans of both systems. I think both <sighs> systems are good. But I'm just saying, just give people an idea. A month Should wait. Should be either better or dead in a month. Right. She has, to go to the emer- she has to go to the emergency room, which are all backed up, to get some antibiotics for a simple cough. So, anyways. Uh, hey. Do you so, got- anyway, I... I, we got Medi splinted up. Yeah, I, I just told the guys, I said, let me let me take his boot and knee brace off. And because with a Tech 10, you know, it's got that inner booty that latches on. And if someone just undoes the outer latches, which they couldn't even figure out because you have to pop them backwards, you know? Yeah. And they just start yanking on it, and he's got a broken tib fib. Like, I you just see that being wrong. What's I'm like, let me, let me do the boot. Let me do the boot. David Pingree, the so. hero, just jumping wow. in there. Well, I just had been there, so I, you know. Um, so Metcalf Metcal- did a great job. That was on scene, though. Got him some morphine right away. Like he was, you know, it, it went well. It was as good as it could have gone given the situation. So why, why Gant? Do you think Metcalf's crash? I mean, I told you what he told me last at, at Butts Creek, and this is just horrible for my my career, isn't it? Yeah, this is the rider who really liked your writing. Yes, he said I. Mathis, your stuff's great. Keep it up. I read it all the time. It's refreshing. Good job. 
And after I pick myself back up off the floor, I said, thanks, Maddie. And this is what happens when you like my writing. This is what happens. He was probably thinking about something he wrote, and, you know, it was just so fascinating that he could not focus on the actual (sighs) writing. Tell you what, real shame, because he was going to get a lot of interviews these last half of the Nationals. (laughs) Um, Um, The tough part for him is that if you look at Maddie's results, everyone seems to think he's struggling this year, but I had looked at the points. He scored two points less. So far this year than he did at the beginning of last year. He was no better at the beginning of last year. Yeah, that's, that's year. The crazy. The second half of the year is, what's that? That's crazy. I definitely would not have yeah, been that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That. Yeah. yeah. Second half of the year is where he always seems to come alive, and that's exactly the, the part of the year he won't get to race. So that's really going to hurt him. But let's be honest. He didn't, he, he didn't have a, a great season where he, like, broke out, but he's still, if you look at the results, he was solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was always right there in the thick of it. He's a hard-working guy. He's nice. I mean, he's going to find some. He'll yeah. land somewhere. Someone Twittered me and said, well, now he's out, out, out of a ride. That couldn't have happened at the worst. And I'm like, no, Brett Metcalf will get a good ride. He's just a solid dude, yeah. rider. He'll get something. I could see him going back to Suzuki. Why not? You know, uh, they liked him. And, uh, you know, now they got James. They're going to need that secondary guy. Uh, he could go back. I could see him naturally going back. Also, keep this in mind, he ran out of gas. Nobody really knows why. I don't think it was a mechanic's fault. But the reason he crashed is he ran out of gas. There is, and Ping, you can maybe back me up on this, I know a couple of riders that had sort of unspoken agreements that because of a bike failure that makes you crash and really hurt yourself, they, they do sometimes offer you contracts because of that. Well, I know KTM did not offer me a ride for 2003, after Phoenix of 2002, but right. yes, I have heard of this happening. Yes, um, and there there was some type of miscommunication. Something, yeah, that went down. Um, uh, yeah, Andrew Short so. last year. Andrew Short in the hospital, bike malfunctioned, broke both his arms. They said, "Hey, we're going to take care of you. Don't worry." And they made him an offer. He, I mean, he chose not to take it. He left, but they. They said, hey, we'll, we'll take care of you. So it's there. The, the precedent is there. That Maybe this happens with Metcalf. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Tyler Rattray, he, he's got to be a 450 guy, right? He's looking again for next year. Is there any way he goes back to pro circuit? I mean, Mitch is. We'll get to Mitch right away. But, Weege, could you see him going back, or is he just going to step up? Well, I think we've already seen him go down that road, um, and the offer wasn't there already for this year. Right. Um, so as badly as he wants to do it, you know, Ping has talked about this a million times on this show. You are really, you're only hurting yourself if you move up when you really don't have a good offer. You're only hurting your own career. Um, so you could see him. So going, I know he, You could see him going back. Yeah, I, I could only because again, you're you're comparing pro circuit in one class, a class he doesn't want to be in, with who the heck knows in the other class. That's a it's a big risk to take. I know pride is there for sure, but mm-hmm. uh, he was already there a year ago. You know, the same situation, right. and he ended up back on pro circuit. So what's the diff? Um, Ping, what is Hart and anything going to do? Carmichael's going to be involved in the program. They're, 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 they want to step up. They're going outdoor racing. Apparently they're going to have a light sky as well. They tried to get Kennard. They tried to get Weimer. They're talking to Wilson. Um, they're talking to Purcell, from what I understand, too. But what are they going to do? They want to make a splash, but to me – I could see him coming back with Tedesco and Hanny again. 
well, if they want to make a splash, they need to get some riders that can do that. Um, Purcell would be, he would be a, someone to definitely look at. That, that makes sense. There's a guy who could get on a bike that he's comfortable on and mm-hmm. be at the front with the right program put around him. And I know there's all kinds of warts and ticks and hairs on that deal, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's an early. I, I don't know if they can get a Dean. It, it just depends on what the package is. It's, right. If, you know, I, I didn't know Ricky was going to be involved. Is it would he be like a coach type of thing, or uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know he's an advisor. You know, something like that. Well, you know, that, that would. If, if you told that to Dean Wilson, look, we're going to have a bike that's factory engine or, or factory suspension or whatever makes Dean mm-hmm. smile. Ricky Carmichael is going to be a ment. You know, like the the coach for the team. He's going to be there at you know this many rounds. Blah blah blah. Help with testing. You know, you could probably sell a Dean Wilson on that. I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way that RC is going to be team manager. It's not like he's going to be grinding out hours. No, you know no, what no. I mean? The, but R- like what Stanton did for Honda with the, for years, you know, just right. sort of be there to help coach the riders and maybe and, uh, maybe without the the beat, maybe without you know the verbal beatdowns that Stanton would give, <laughs> but something like that. Well, uh, Ricky's not afraid to tell you you're being a a turd if you are. True. He'll tell you. He does it in a southern laid-back way like his old man, but he does it. Right. Um, I believe they're going to have um, – I think what the, the Carmichael connection is being used to go directly to Japan to get the good stuff as far as parts go, mm-hmm. um, which is, separates it from <clears> – you know, they're not directly interfering, say, with the factory team here because that's run through Yoshimura. So it's like, well, one's a factory team in the U.S., one's a factory team straight out of Japan. That's why they can both exist. So I think they'll have good stuff. Carmichael's name oh. still carries a lot of weight. I really wish they would get Porcel because, man, the combination of Harden Huntington and Porcel for pure comedy purposes. <laughs> I don't even care about it on the track. The innovator of the year working oh. with Kristoff. I don't think they'd make it even Anaheim 1, but the two months leading up right. to it, oh, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I wonder what they're going to do. I, I know they want to go big and they, they're tired of kind of, you know, they're finally ready to get some results, according to Kerry. Uh, and, um, I just wonder who they're going to get, you know. It's uh, the Geico Honda team is set. Will Hahn, Justin Bogle, Zach Bell, Zach Osborne, Eli Tomac. I know Tomac is going to go, wants to go 450s, but I think he's going to be stuck in that uh, class another year. So that's going to be a good team. But let's get on to Pro Circuit a little bit. Uh, Blake Baggett will be back. And they signed Martin Davalos. I thought it was a joke. But it's really, really happening. No, it can't be. It just can't be. Mitch and Mitch, and I was saying to Mitch, I can't believe it. I think you finally lost your edge. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And he told me, name me riders that can beat him. And And I tried. Name me guys. You know, he went after Musquin. Musquin's going back to KTM. He went after Anderson. Anderson's going back to Rockstar Suzuki. And when did that ever happen where Mitch couldn't just pick anyone he wanted? Like that, that's a little weird. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, so he signed, signed Davalos. I mean, I gave him Alex Martin, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, Jake Canada. Uh, you know, he did say he looked at some of those guys. He didn't – some of the guys I named, he's like, no, no, no. But, yeah, Martin Davalos and Pro Circuit. Um, what a – You know, there's – there's. I feel like there are some good kids coming up right now. Um, I'm surprised he didn't – you know, try to lock one of those guys up. It's just, it does seem like an odd choice to me, but 
Well, maybe this, maybe 2013 will be the year that Martin Davalos fulfills his potential. Um, <laughs> n- nine podiums and 103 career races. So, you know, maybe 103 career Any wins? lights races. Wins? Any wins? Uh, World Supercross rounds. I don't think he's ever won. I don't think he ever won an AMA race. No. Did he? No, I think he no. did, was that in Toronto. I think he won one or something like that. Uh, Vancouver, I think. I think he won Vancouver. Vancouver yeah, yeah, the World Rounds, but oh. nothing domestically. He didn't win the Toronto round. Never... The Butler brothers swept that race. The Butler brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was. Uh, he's just never really had a good opportunity, has he? No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He'll finally be on a good team, good bike, salary factory team. Yeah, factory team salary. I mean, this will be the year. <laughs> There's no doubt. And I don't want to spend too much time on this because we, we're, we're pressed for time. Let me just, again, I really like Mitch Payton. Great guy. Obviously a great program. Not sure what went on there. Well, that team's been put in a tough spot. The other teams kind of outmaneuvered them as far as getting guys so who, years in advance. And now you're who, really back? seeing what Baggett, happened. back and Durham is back, yeah. right? Durham, yeah. yeah. So there's Two spots potentially if if Rattray doesn't stay and Wilson goes. Well, one spot because Davalos has got one of the two. Well, generally right. a four that's done. You're telling me that's a done deal? Yes. Oh, it's done. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Ping, you sang his praises before. Even you're disappointed in this. He's fast. No, he's totally fast. But at, at some point, you have to look at results and just go, well, nothing's really changed. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, Crazy. Uh, well, good for him. But, it, it, hey, something's going on because Geico's got a great team. they got their five guys. Mitch lost out on Musquin. Mitch lost out on Jason Anderson. Is there anything to this, Wygant, do you think? Um, what's going on with that? Uh, I think that's just – I think that's just circumstance. I mean, Muskin's been with KTM, and they've obviously got a pretty good thing going, so that's not that odd. I guess the only one that's odd is you would wonder why Anderson wouldn't make the move. So I don't know if he can really come up with a trend because of one rider okay. yeah. and one situation. I think the bigger thing is, like I said, the, the outmaneuvering that has happened. For example, Justin Bogle was a team green rider, and when he was going to go pro, you know, Geico made him the offer like they do with a lot of these guys a year in advance. And Team Green wanted to counter it, but they looked at the contracts they already had with the riders that were already on Pro Circuit, and they were afraid they would get to the point where they wouldn't have room because I'm trying to remember how it worked. Yeah. If Rattray won the title last year, he automatically would come back, and Wilson and uh, Baggett still had a year of eligibility, and Tickle already had a problem with the pointing out. They looked at all these scenarios, and they were mm-hmm. like, we could get to the point where we don't have room for a rider that we already have under contract. So they couldn't fit Bogle in. Now, I don't know if Bogle is necessarily the solution, but it just gives you an idea of how Geico was able to maneuver things to get last year's big guy out of the amateurs, and Pro Circuit was not. And then a year later, you look at the situation we're in, Geico looks like they're loaded, and Pro Circuit does not. Although there is one other thing. He obviously looked at Osborne, didn't he? Right? Yes, yes. Osborne chose... Geico over that. That might be a bigger deal to me than not well, getting Anderson or Muscan. Osborne was just all about getting the contract as fast as he can. I don't know why. I don't know if he had some sort of uh, if he had like if his 
if his skills turned into um, a pumpkin. I don't really know. But he was just like, give me a deal, give me a deal. Whoever gives me a deal, you know. And Mitch was like, I can't. I can't give you the deal. I don't know my budget. I, I can't. I, I'm definitely interested if you, you got to wait. And Geico was like, we got a deal. And Osborne's like, sold, basically. So, yeah, but so if, that's you're, if you're him saying. and you're not going to be there for more than four rounds or whatever he was doing, you know, he knows out of sight, out of mind. Mitch can say, yeah, no, no, we're interested. We're interested. Well, you wait for that, and yeah. then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. Yeah, Ping, you know how that goes, and, right? And, like, and yeah. the difference between Geico and Pro Circuit anymore, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty slim. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, Ping, you, you've been there as a rider where you're like, hey, I just need something right now. I, I don't want to go to Europe and be forgotten. Not that you ever went to Europe, but you know what I mean. You get hurt, you get forgotten. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> yeah, that was man. British accent. I just threw at you in honor of old uh, Osborne uh, over there in England. You're welcome. Josh Grant's going back with the Jeff Ward Racing. Chisholm's up. Um, we'll see what happens there. I don't, I don't, I know they talked about hiring him back, but nothing's happened yet. Um, but that'll be the team that'll, you know, they'll stick around a little bit and uh, come back with some, kind of the same kind of lineup, I think. So, really, uh, and Trey Kennard almost went to Cowie. I thought that would be interesting to, to talk about a little bit. He almost went to Cowie. And uh, I don't know, you know, one of the things he said that uh, he wasn't sure about was uh, being a teammate with Ryan Villapoto or um, bringing his mechanic along. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I mean, come on, as a former mechanic, you don't ever have riders sticking up for you. It's cool. What's that mean as far as being a teammate with Villapoto? Well, just because he'd had that run in before, they they've never really talked, um, and he just wasn't sure, you know. Um that's all. No no bad blood, but you know how that I the East Coast Supercross series, I think that still lingers. Remember when Is Car- there a little bit of the the alpha dog mentality thing you're talking about too? Like with Wilson wanting well, to be I don't know because guy? because Barsha's over there now and you know Barsha he, he he's gonna, oh, that's true. he's gonna be He's going to act like he's the man anyways. That's just the way he is. And nothing bad. I'm not slagging him at all. That's just kind of – he does have that chip. So Yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting to watch, see how that goes. And maybe Brayton goes back there. You know, I mean, maybe they go to three guys. With an injury-riddled year like this, it might not be a bad way to go. Yeah. And what do you think Troy Lee's going to do, Ping? Uh, you think Christian Craig and Travis Baker may be out? Cole Seeley, obviously there. Jesse Nelson there. Yeah, Cole Seeley is, is there for sure. He is going to ride the 450 outdoors. No. Oh. Because uh, for 2014, he wants to step into the 450 class for sure. Right. So uh, he will ride 250 West, 450 Outdoor. Um, uh, Christian has not yet decided. They're kind of going to wait and see how the end of the summer goes, I think. And... Um, kind of effort he's putting in and right it, it's just a shame about him because he's so talented but he yeah. hasn't been able to show it i mean good grief the guy's been injured from day one so yeah he's had a lot of injuries no doubt so, yeah they, they've lasted so long he hasn't really raced you know do you think there's a chance on one hand the number of races he's done is there a chance that troy lee goes east coast is that at all expanding yeah not, not, not in the near future, I don't no, think. No. No. Um, Just, all right. No. Uh, what else? What else we got? Why again? Anything? We got to wrap this thing up. But um, what about some rookies? Um, 
Chase Owen is, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about these teams having to go down into the amateurs to lock guys in before Mitch grabs them. And that's happened a bit. And I think a couple of guys you might see next year, at least at the last few rounds, are going to be this Chase Owen kid who's who's flying right now out here. Uh, he's been out riding with the Rockstar team and, um, you know, jumping in behind like these other guys, Anderson and Wharton, and sweating them for 40 minutes, no problem, like right there with them. And he's, so, gonna rock, he's a Suzuki kid? Yeah, he's going to be a Rockstar Suzuki kid uh, eventually. And there's talk that maybe for Nationals next year, if, but he's only a B rider right now. Um, so they're considering, you know, whether he would just bump up and do the last few after Loretta's next year or, right. shoot, if he's that fast, do they do the first few amateur Nationals and do what Nelson did, just jump him into the Nationals full season next year. So look for him. Another one is uh, is your buddy's little brother. Um, Jeremy Martin. Yeah. Jeremy Martin. Kids fast, yeah, really fast. Uh, and he's already locked in with Star Valley Yamaha, right. so uh, I believe he's going to start the Nationals next year. He's starting them this year after Loretta's, right, Weech? Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, would Cooper Webb, I believe, start next maybe year. that same, maybe the no. Hangtown type deal next year? Um, yeah, either Hangtown next year or after Loretta's next year. So. Okay. I just hope that the star thing. You know, we've seen Gannon Audet, we've seen Kyle Peters, who. Peters may be out, from what I hear. Gannon Audet, uh, Durham, Wilhon. They can't give up on these guys. They got to give them a little bit of like support and background. And maybe Jeremy Martin's faster than all those guys I just listed. I don't know because I don't follow the amateurs that closely. But just they can't give up on them. You know, they gotta they gotta give these kids a chance. Yeah, for whatever reason, they have not had the success some of these other teams have. What's that, Weege? Yeah. I think he is on a little bit different level than they were, but yeah. that still applies. Like, it doesn't mean he's going to light the world on fire anyway. You right. still got to give him time. Um, yeah. All right, we got to go. Got to wrap this thing up. Uh, big Racer X editorial meeting today where all of my <laughs> ideas will get shot down. Looking forward to that. Um, Ping, Weege, thank you for coming on the BTOsports.com. Hey, what? Hey, one, one more guy, real yeah. fast. Yeah. Where's Nico, where's Nico Izzy going to go? Here's a guy right now who's... Yeah, I don't know. Ryan Sipes, too. Sipes pretty one. legit. Sipes wants to go full-time. Full-time 450? Yeah. I think they'll find decent homes. Um, you know what I think helps, unfortunately? I hate to say this nowadays, but the salaries have deflated so much that there are teams that are looking to fill spots, and if a rider's willing to ride for not that much money, which is probably why he's, for example, on that team in the first place, mm-hmm. you can find a decent bike at least. Hate to say that you got to not make money to do it, but that's kind of how it works sometimes. Seems like. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't be like Pingree and just take all the big paydays. <laughs> just hey, that's what I did. Paydays for days. Yeah, paydays. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thanks for doing the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast on an off week. I admire the uh, tenacity, and uh, thanks. All right. See you later, week, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.